uh, you know, just guys, just just keep keep your head down and just keep thinking that ye, you know, this too shall end. Or mm-hmm. ke baad, you know, there is always going to be a happy ending. Inshallah. Inshallah. Hello, hello everybody and welcome back to the second episode of In The Times with Cedar College. Why In The Times? Because these times are new, unprecedented and frankly have left all of us completely boggled. Even though it may feel the entire world has come to a standstill, there's so much to talk about in these times and much more to learn from. In a nutshell, it's Cedar's tiny way to start a small conversation about big things ahead. In this episode, we feature two rock stars of Cedar College, Ms. Aisha Sheikh, the principal, and Ms. Fatma Kursheed, the head of the SAC and admissions at Cedar College. Both have their own perspectives on what's going on in the pandemic and both have lots of knowledge to share from. The key learnings and the key takeaways from the conversation with Ms. Aisha and with Ms. Fatma was that it's a rough time, but make sure to spend that time with yourself that you didn't get before. Make sure to spend that time with your family that you didn't get before. Be sure to build the connections that you once lost and be sure to remind yourself that everything's going to be all right. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. I took that quote from a buddy of mine who many of you call Sir Mehdil at Cedar School and Cedar College. Listen on to get more insights on Ms. Aisha and Ms. Fatma. Learn about how they're dealing with the pandemic. Learn about how they've spent the time adjusting to the pandemic. And also what advice they have to share with all of you sitting at home and staying safe. Be sure to check out both episode 1 and episode 2 of In The Times on Facebook and anchor.fm forward slash in the times. If you'd like to submit a recording of yourself asking a question for our next guest or for me, feel free to send that in to me at asa.hashamali at cedar.edu.pk. That's A-S-A-D dot H-A-S-H-A-M-A-L-I at C-E-D-A-R dot E-D-U dot P-K. This episode of In The Times with Cedar College is produced by Backspace. Now let's get into episode two of In The Times. And the first segment is with Miss Aisha. Hi, Miss Aisha, how are you? Hi, Asad. I'm good. How are you? Very well, very well. Do you remember when we were sitting in a little makeshift studio back at Cedar and recording Listen Up? You remember that day? Yes, my first, my first ever um, video recording interview with you. Yeah, yeah, and I must say, uh, you're the one person I'm most comfortable talking to because you have this ability to put someone at ease immediately. That's so kind of you. Thank you so much. I try, you know. Actually, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out if I can make this a living. You know, just have conversations with people. I'm now. I don't even have to get out of the house, so it's even easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Miss, how's uh, how's everything been for you? In the times is about. Um, sharing some stories from uh, individuals at Cedar about how they're coping with the current scenario, with the pandemic, with the lockdown. So how has it been for you personally adjusting to the lockdown? It's, it's, um, it's been difficult and yet um, I th- think I'm also appreciating the time I'm getting to reflect upon things, uh, mm-hmm. the time I'm getting to um, work on my relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the other day, you never got time to pick up a phone and make a phone call to people and ask. Now you have all the time in the world. So I'm yeah. reconnecting. I actually reconnected with my old St. Mary's group um, in Dubai. We I was at St. Mary's school mm-hmm. uh, from 73 to 86. And uh, we finally got in touch with one another on a group. Wow. It was nice catching up with old friends. Yeah. Um, I hope no one forgot each other though. 
it was interesting how uh, they remembered certain things about me that I had forgotten because there's a friend of mine on that group, Mary Rose Chambers, who said, hey, Aisha, I remember you. You used to be a brilliant artist. And I'm thinking, gosh, she remembers because <laughs> there was what we used to do in uh, break time, etc. Was I used to try and draw people's sketches uh, and art homework was always, uh, I was always told, Aisha, can you please do our art homework for us? So really? Yeah. Did yeah. you guys exchange lunch for that transaction also? Or? <laughs> no, we, no, no, there was no simpler times. I said, this simpler is not a, times, uh, not a case of you do this for me and I do that for you. You did oh. it out of your heart and your big, big basic, basic humanity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Sanya, it's all you You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to hear that you actually, you're spending this time. I'm sure there's a lot of reflection also. Yes. No. Yes. A lot of reflection. I think um, in my home, this is my husband and myself. Um, mm-hmm. We are reflecting upon one another as well. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Nice. Uh, I think I'm learning a lot about myself. Some of it is not nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I'm learning to accept it. Yeah, yeah. And Zishan has taken this time to set up his whole music studio and with all the visuals and all the tech uh, diff- things that go into it. As one so, would, so as one would, where you want to just uh, create your own little corner and go out, all out with that. <laughs> we do have our own little corners, by the way. Oh, um, really? Have our, he has his man cave, as I call it, his studio. Uh-huh. And I have my, my workspace has become a little TV den that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I do my research and my work for the online uh, professional development course I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course, helping uh, with the summer program that we've designed for our CEDA students. Mm-hmm. Right, great, yeah. great. So, so Ms. Aisha, school's been closed since 27th February, um, nationwide, more or less. And uh, CEDA actually came online pretty, pretty quickly. I remember us being on the outside and members from the team, we were all in coordination with uh, Sir and Kazi about how things are going about, what mediums are, are going to be used also. So how has the process been? Can you walk us through that process of actually making the shift online? How is it? How is the experience that, overall? For us, Asad, it wasn't so difficult because as you know, Cedar College has been an institution that's very tech savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, most of our communication with parents and with students takes place online as it is. So to transfer that kind of communication into a structure, into an online classroom, wasn't that difficult. Um, it was it was difficult getting uh, access to students and parents to to make sure that they were coming online for the classes. But once uh, it started, it was it it was fine. Um, and you will see that in our um, online summer courses that we are offering to uh, our students. There are a total of thirty two courses. All of them are free. The students are not being charged, mm-hmm. and we already have more than nine hundred signups. Wow. Out of a student um, body of like 1,300, 1,400? Out of a body of about 1,400. We have 900 Brilliant. signups and we closed it yesterday. Um, but students are still emailing and writing that, can you please open the signups? We, we couldn't sign up because of X, Y, Z reasons. So we're trying to accommodate them as well. We've offered mm-hmm. the same platform to the Cedar School students as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they were a little late uh, in sign in getting the information we 
we hadn't decided till this weekend, but we already have 19 plus signups even from the Cedar School within a matter of 24 hours. Wow, that's brilliant. Um, and these are courses I, I, that range from like SAT prep to even uh, Counter-Strike, right? range from languages that we have French, uh, Spanish, uh, Turkish, basic. Uh, uh-huh. We have uh, things like public speaking. We have test preps for the SAT and for the IBA exams, mm-hmm. uh, entry tests. We have uh, things like uh, how to um, build a startup. Uh, how to how to plan as a, on a stock market? How does the stock market work, etc. We have discussions on music. Uh, we have uh, discussions on um, social issues that are happening. So I just felt it was a way for us to connect to the students and uh, make sure that the students weren't feeling isolated, and mm-hmm. were still part of the theater family. And it, we've had an amazing, amazing reaction, a response mm-hmm. from them. I think it's great. Great, great. Have everything. Because the 32 uh, courses are appealing to everyone's um, interest and it's non-academic mostly. Um, It's free of cost. Our teachers have volunteered to do this course. So I think both parents and students are happy that they're engaged during this period of isolation and there's something to keep them busy. I'm sure. I'm sure. And is there an end date to these courses so far? Well, it's a four week to four to five week program. Um, Mm -hmm. Hoping that after Eid, we're hoping and praying that uh, school will reopen uh, in June. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's hope it does. And if not, then we have at least trained our students uh, into online decorum uh, for classes, mm-hmm. and we'll have yeah. to shift the focus back on academics uh, online if school does not open in June. Mm-hmm. Great, great. So I had this. Uh, that as you mentioned this, actually, I hope schools do reopen from the first of June, I hope so. um, but. Uh, I had this little conversation with Samaya in the first episode and when I asked him about what do you see as the future of schools in, in Pakistan um, and his idea uh, was a more hybrid model of education where there would be brick and mortar of course uh, we don't have the luxury of going completely online purely because of accessibility um, and, and, and cost restrictions on tech but a hybrid model which would entail some hours of online learning versus some hours of physical interaction in on a campus so what do you what do you see how do you think the school year will be different ahead i think it's it's uh, it's very accurate what umair has described because uh, there are students who have as feedback uh, given us this information that you know we love the online classes because uh, the lectures were recorded and sent to us so if we missed out on anything we were able to access and understand what had happened in class Mm-hmm. Um, they're appreciating the online classes because there's no interruption in the sense that uh, they can focus totally on what the teacher is saying uh, mm-hmm. and what's happening um, in, the, in the lesson. Um, I do feel though that uh, the hybrid um, model is important because you need to keep the human touch in, in, in teaching. You need to keep mm-hmm. that alive. Right. Uh, and there are t- students who feel that the one-on-one they may have had with a teacher or the interaction in the classroom in the form of group discussion, um, just feeling part of a class or a community. I think that's what may be missing in an online class. But uh, the main objective is to get the knowledge across, to -hmm. make sure that our students are getting the best of uh, education, whether it's online or in the classroom. Um, Mm -hmm. And the hybrid model would work best. 
Right. Awesome. So, uh, uh, speaking from your own experience, actually, do you think that teachers um, might ha- might teachers actually not even students, but do you think teachers might have some difficulty in adjusting to a flipped classroom model? Do you forecast Absolutely. that anyway? Absolutely, because you see, um, I speak for myself. I'm not that tech savvy, so mm-hmm. it took me a couple of uh, turns to understand how the Zoom class work, work classroom works, etc., and to mm-hmm. get used. To idea that it's going to be a one-way kind of a conversation taking place because students um, can't uh, interact vocally as much as they could do in a classroom but mm-hmm. at the end of the day we have to look at what the what the end goal is and which is to get our um, information across I did a class on public speaking and my, it was interactive in the sense that it was a little slow but I gave them um, things to do, uh, workshop, it was like a workshop. And then each one of them had to raise their hand and volunteer. And then I would give them their mic to open and explain and to um, talk about things. So it, it has to be something that you need to learn to do because it is the teaching of tomorrow. And I'm afraid that the ones who can't or won't be willing to do so uh, may be left behind. Good. And uh, but hats off to you, by the way, and hats off to all of the teachers who've made that adjustment. Oh yes, we've had, a, uh, we've had a very, 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 very collaborative and very enthusiastic faculty and our admin. Most of these summer courses are being taken by our counselors and other uh, admin members who are skilled in a certain uh, discipline, and they want to share that knowledge with the students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think each one of them is doing a tremendous job. Yeah, hats off to everyone. Uh, um, so, Miss Aisha coping with these times and um, forecasting also how schools might reopen you being the principal and a leader of the school you have a solid bond with many students also you're the patron of the drama society unfortunately the play this year Ophir Noor couldn't happen um, <laughs> so we did so, an online reader theater in order to yeah, that, yeah 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 that happened yeah. which is which is pretty uh, which is pretty innovative by the way Seeing the previous formats, you would you would think that you know this can't happen online, but lo and behold, it happened online. Where there is uh, a will, there's a way. Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. But so with all your kids, um, uh, present and past, also, uh, what advice have you shared with them about how they can cope with these times a little better? I think my main um, conversations with them currently and. Um, previously have always been to stay grounded. Um, You can't fight a situation like this. This is a pandemic. It's affecting the entire world. Mm -hmm. We can only look out for uh, one another by adhering to the safety precautions, etc. And to be patient. And I found that most of the times all these children need is someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. And if if a, a mentor or a leader or a teacher can be that one person that they feel uh, in connection with and communicate with, they're fine. These kids are very resilient um, and we're living a part of history that I hope will is never repeated uh, in future. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it'll, uh, my advice to them is that, you know, learn from this, learn from this, reflect on this. Think about what your future strategies and actions uh, will be in terms of where you're going in life. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we've just done a complete turnaround. Things that we were taking for granted are suddenly no longer there. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I think learn to appreciate life a little, um, respect it. That's that's what I would say to them. True. Very well said, Ms. Aisha. I think that's something that even I needed to hear, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I think we all need to slow down. This is God's way yeah. of telling us to slow down and appreciate nature and appreciate life. Uh, Don't yes. take it. Yeah. yeah, and I think we've been taking it for granted for so long that oh, yeah. now is the time. You know, yeah. we all have very very fast-paced lives. I think, and that's you can't even just associate that term with um, grown-ups. Even kids, uh, they're running around from one place to another. The level of connection that they all have with each other is I think most importantly, most importantly, Asad, it's a time for people to connect with families, connect mm-hmm. with your friends, and very try true. and understand one another and learn from one another. Very true, very true. Miss um, Aisha, any last words you'd like to share with uh, whoever's listening? Well, I would just like to say that I hope this um, pandemic is soon over and I hope we resume back to life as we know it, as normal, with, I think, a few changes. I think each one of us will come back a changed individual and mm-hmm. uh, let's look at the positive side of things and let's mm-hmm. hope that we move together um, in a positive manner. Inshallah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to Cedar College opening again. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm rethinking a lot of things uh, and, and hoping to implement a lot of changes as soon as it opens and comes back to normal. Great, great, great. Don't worry, I'm not going to pick your brains about what changes are you bringing. We'll let that be a suspense when the school <laughs> wait year opens. And see, wait and see. <laughs> wait and wait see, yeah, yeah. But thank you so much, Ms. Aisha. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Asa. Great. As always, it was great talking to you. Same here. Take care. You too, Miss. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it, Ms. Aisha Sheikh, the principal of Cedar College. Uh, once again, Ms. Aisha, thank you very much for coming on. The second segment is with Ms. Fatma Khurshid. So, fun fact about Ms. Fatma. Ms. Fatma was uh, one of the first few members of Cedar College um, back in 2015, 2014, around that time. And uh, she's seen me grow up. She's literally seen me uh, through thick and thin and has been a mentor figure for me back when I was at Cedar also as a wee little lad uh, helping the team grow, expand and take the school to new heights. Hi Ms. Fatma, how are you? I'm fine, Asad. How are you doing? Not too bad. In the same position as everyone else, I guess. Trying to get by these days a little better. Fasting. Fasting, yes. Yeah, fasting and quarantine. Yeah, I I think that's a combination that many of us were kind of hoping would not have to come about. But um, I can't control that now. It's really funny how every time there are Ramzan, everyone just hopes that when it's a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little so something that we've actually started doing at Backspace is that we decided to flip the Ramzan timings, you know, so that people at work also can adjust to it a little bit. So instead of having that conventional 9 to 2 or 9 to 3 during Ramzan, we were like, let's just keep it from 11 to 4. Um, let people sleep after Seri anyways, working from home and moving home on its own is a task. So yeah, that's, I guess that's what people can do, I guess. But um, overall for you, Ms. Fatma, how has the lockdown been? How are you dealing with it personally, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I think uh, I think one of the things that I uh, didn't do consciously, but I think has kind of really helped uh, me with the lockdown, is that I stuck to my regular routine. Uh, really? So I, uh, yeah, I mean, I 
I've never been one of those who's needed to sleep a lot. So I've always been like a late sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that hasn't changed. I still wake up at 7am in the morning. Um, I have uh, cats at home who need to be fed. And uh, so, you know, they, and they don't understand lockdown or quarantine or anything. <laughs> So, as far as they're concerned, it's, you know, uh, just the fact that Business as usual for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing that's different is that I don't go to work, which also they're quite happy with. They're just like, yeah, fine. Um, So, I still wake up at 7 and the day starts by about 8, 8.30. I um, clean up the house and I, I, you know, like I start work. So... But I, I think that has that has really kind of helped uh, me maintain like a sense of balance emotionally uh, mm-hmm. and uh, mentally because mm-hmm. I've just uh, like you know I know a lot of people who just completely twisted their day around where they're staying up all night and sleeping all day yeah and that didn't make much sense to me yeah that's actually nice to hear you uh, say that because I think many many individuals I know tried to follow that uh, previous routine a pre-COVID routine, but they also, well, for lack of a better word, they failed at that. But um, it's nice to hear that you still kept that up. And is it, is it the same even with the fasting and with the seri and iftar timings as well? Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah? yeah. I mean, I think the only thing that's changed since Ramzan is that I, I still get up at seven. <laughs> like I do my seri <laughs> yeah. and I uh, go to sleep after namaz mm. and then I wake up at seven and then mm-hmm. after I fed the cats, I probably take like a, an hour, an hour and a half long nap. But I'm again up, I'm up by about 8.39. Uh, okay. So, yeah, like I'm, I'm maintaining daylight hours. Uh, okay. So, it's, uh, I think that's, honestly speaking at home also, I think that's really helped everyone. Kind of just, you know, we feel like there's a sense of normalcy there. Some right, sense of normalcy. Right, right. Yeah. And then you have also, I think that, Inshallah, when things cope, uh, when things get better soon, it'll be easier for you to adjust as well back to the the new normal or the old life or whatever you want to call it. I think yeah, I, I think uh, it's going to be a new normal, Asad. I don't, I yeah. don't think any of us is going to go back to uh, life like we knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, what has happened, this entire situation has kind of really brought all of us to a standstill and has given us so much time to kind of uh, look internally and see what we were doing, you know, what, what we want to fix about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, once the city starts opening up and the world starts opening up, I think there's still going to be a lot of paranoia. Uh, people are going, still going to be scared. I, I don't think that the issue is going away. Uh, we're just coming to a point, inshallah, soon for Pakistan also, uh, where we're kind of being able to keep it um, at bay. Magar, till we don't find a vaccine or, a, you know, like there isn't a concrete solution hasn't been found. I don't think that the pandemic is going away. Yeah, yeah. So that's, it's actually, um, it's nice that you say this, not in the context of the pandemic, but it's nice to hear that that's your perspective. Because as a question that I had in mind was that, how do you think that the school year ahead is actually going to change? Do you think that, uh, and this is not just for Cedar, this is, I think, for schools across the country that, um, or maybe across the world, that do you think um, 
health checks, security checks are going to have to go up? Do you think that there's going to be a more, uh, there's going to be a shift towards creating online platforms uh, with proprietary technology for schools? Do you think there's going to be more, um, like more ex- acceptance maybe is the, is the right term for this, but do you think the parents are also going to be more accepting of having their kids studying online? What do you think is going to happen? So I, you know, I, because I, I had admissions, I've been doing a lot of admission interviews uh, for the past couple of days. Mm. And I think one of the things that I'm hearing a lot from everyone that I interview and also my, the current student body, those that are graduating and those that have to go into A2. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that they really, really want for the first time, students are wanting to go back to school. Um, for I don't, I don't think that, that I don't think we've ever like Gewali situation. Kisi ne nee imagine ki thi ke bache ye kya bache khud bolle ke darwaze khol daya. Please, I'm under aana. The school kab khulega? Yeah. So, um, for their sake, Asad, mujhe, yesterday only I was talking to a student and uh, the, father, the father asked me this question. He said, would you, be, would you be able to say that my child is going to be able to be back in a school environment uh, once, you know, like soon, anytime soon. Yeah. And I um, honestly, for their sake, I hope that happens. Right. Because I feel like I feel like it is really important for kids to be able to uh, go back to school, go back into classes. They need that routine. They need that discipline, and they, I think they need that connection, that human mm-hmm. connection. Magar, mm-hmm. um, uh, keeping the current situation in mind, I I think the prudent thing for all institutions would be to find. Um, online platforms through which they can continue to deliver uh, or edu- continue to educate. Uh, because uh, we've had to shut down the school. I mean, the school, like schools in Karachi have been shut down for almost a month and a half now. And in fact, yeah. two months almost. Yeah. Um, it's, and while, yes, there was a lot of like online classes happening in a lot of schools, and I think we were, CETA was one of the schools that took a lead on this also. We went, went in hard with the online classes. We Even right now, we have like the summer or the Ramzan workshops going on. So we're trying to stay connected to the student body. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, we, this is something that we really like to need to knuckle, you know, like to, we really need to work hard on ensuring that if schools nahi khol paate hain situation ki wajah se to how are we going to ensure that we give students we a that we continue with the educational process like the process of educating the students mm-hmm. and b how we give them a sense of normalcy in a situation that is not at all normal right um because that is very necessary because this generally, I mean, they're, they're kids, you know, they're, even though I know that we're dealing with like an older age group, even for them, it's difficult for them to kind of come to terms with the fact that, you know, like for, for my A2s, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them are just like, miss, will we ever graduate? Like, will we have a graduation ceremony? Will we get to wear a gown? Uh, but what about my, you know, what about my farewell? I wanted to be with my friends one last time. And and I feel for them. I honestly feel uh, for them because 
you know these are they needed that closure mm-hmm. um so i i hope like my um my wish and my dream is that we're on the 1st of june that we're going to be able to open the gates i'm going to say yeah let's let's do this magar mm-hmm. if i am being very honest i i feel like that is possibly like it's not going to happen and mm-hmm. even if it does it's not going to happen the way that we would like for it to happen mm-hmm. so yeah i think presider is concerned that is a team that is working very hard on ensuring that there is a backup plan with in terms of having online platforms so that we can um start taking classes online and start engaging with students online all right i hope that time comes because this is also a, a situation i completely understand uh what you mean by the either teenagers the kids also um and this is i had this thought that howard kids from um, in primary school actually adjusted this whole shift and uh, you know many you you also have friends who have kids uh, that are in primary school right now and them being home for so long this is such a crucial time for their social emotional learning but i think that yeah, there's also I, I been this i'm sorry i'm sorry please go on no no continue continue i was actually talking to someone yesterday uh, who has young kids and uh, mm-hmm. someone from the team actually from the admissions team mm-hmm. and i asked her said how are your kids doing and her kids are young like she's got a she's got like a 5 year old i think a 5 year old and a 2 year old something like yeah. that and uh, I, you know so i asked her, i said how are the kids doing and she said uh, they become very naughty they keep asking me when are you going to work go back to work we want you to go back to work and i i said why so that they are alone at home with daddy and she thinks she's like no because that this my daughter says because when you go back to work i can go back to school mm-hmm. and i want to go back to school and be with my friends i don't want to be at home with you all the time uh so you know i mean uh for it's hitting them it's hitting them yeah a- yeah yeah they they're also start, i mean they understand i don't yeah. know i mean i guess some there's some sense of understanding Mm-hmm. but they are not liking what they are understanding yeah yeah so miss uh, fatma as a final question to you actually is um, you you're very involved with uh, extracurriculars you're leading the the student activity center also and you have a you have a solid bond with many kids um uh, for all those who don't know and i like bringing this up in every interview that i do with miss fatma uh, she was there when i was in lyceum uh, and saw me also leave debating and throw tantrums and extracurriculars not so much but i like to think so but um what do you say to all the kids uh what what advice do you give them especially after the play also having to be canceled i think that that was uh it was hyped up everyone was excited it was their first um it was a first in house completely in like produced play right that they had scripted it was a musical what do you tell them how do you uh how do you what advice do you give them i think one of the things and i i know that uh, you've been one of my students also yeah. uh, so i i know one of the things that i've always said to kids is that aakhir mein sab kuch theek ho jata hai you know yes. like in the end everything kind of uh, falls into place it may not fall into place the way that you uh, imagine that it should fall into place so you hope it should fall in place but it falls into place uh, and you know somehow everything kind of works itself out um one of the things 
with the kids that were doing the drama, I think they were, I, I felt really bad for them because I said, honestly speaking, they, they worked on that play for about nine, nine to 10 months. They wrote it. They, mm-hmm. uh, there, were, uh, there were like a thousand drafts of the play. Um, and they were about to go on stage. Like literally there were about 10 days left. I think when this, when the first shutdown closure happened, yeah. um, so they were really hard hit, uh, understandably so. Even for them and for the entire uh, Cedar community, the student community, I would just say my advice to them would be, hey, um, you know, just just try, try to maintain some sort of balance in your life. Um, mm-hmm. There needs to be a routine. Uh, figure, out, um, figure out what, how you can make this break into something positive for yourself and try to stay grounded and just keep breathing. You know, every time it seems like life or, you know, things around you are overwhelming you, I would just suggest just sit back, take a break and just take deep breaths in and exhale, you know, because you just need to be, um, you need to take care of yourselves first Mm -hmm. before you start before you're in a position where you can start taking care of the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really important to uh, be, feel good within yourself. Mm-hmm. Only then can you kind of spread warmth and positivity around yourself. So that's my advice. I don't know yeah. how helpful that is. Well, it made me think that I have to be more present and be more in the moment as well. So that's a good thing. Um, thank you very much, Ms. Fatma. As always, great to talk to you. And um, so before your segment, actually, we had Ms. Aisha. And uh, it's just nice to hear you two share your own personal uh, your own personal anecdotes also about how you're coping with the situation. Because I think that especially when individuals in your situation have to be that, um, that strong uh, individual that is passing on guidance and wisdom co- constantly, right? And people come to you in those times. But this is a great uh, opportunity for many people to listen to that, you know, in these times, everyone's human and everyone is going to have um, their own way of dealing with the pandemic, with the lockdown and whatever is going on. So thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, thank you. And I'd just like to say one thing to all my daddus out there. Mm-hmm. You were one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, just guys, just, just keep, keep your head down and just keep thinking that, you know, this too shall end or mm-hmm. you know, there is always going to be a happy ending. Inshallah. 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 Thank you very much, Ms. Fatma. Once again, um, this was episode number two of In The Times with me, Asaf Hashim Ali. This episode was produced by Backspace. Um, if you would like to catch the first episode of Umair Masood, head on over to our Facebook page or you can find all of the podcast streaming links on anchor.fm forward slash In The Times. If you'd like to submit, again, if you'd like to submit um, a little voice recording or a question for our next guest, uh, the next guest, by the way, is going to be Mr. Ali Kazi. If you have a question for him, feel free to send in a voice recording to me uh, at asad.hashamali at cedar.edu.bk. That's A-S-A-D dot H-A-S-H-A-M-A-L-I at cedar.edu.bk. Till the next one, take care, everybody. Bye-bye.